Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the PHNX Tenables post game show brought to you by the one of America Stop Rated Sportsbook app. Bet just one dollar on any NBA or NFL team to score a point in their game. And if either team scores a point in the game that you bet on, you get a hundred dollars in free bets. When you sign up using that promo code PHNX, I'm joined as always by Brittany Boyer. I just want to get this over with. I mean, holy hell, that was one of the ugliest things I've ever seen. That game went about how I expected it to go based on how the entire week leading up to this game ended up unfolding. Um, I mean, we talked about Darian Butler not being at practice. Um, I wasn't necessarily sure because they kept that very much under wraps. Uh, the car accident that was taking place. Then you find out Oregon State's honoring one of their top teams and their uh, one of their coaches who happened to go on to be one of Arizona State's coaches. Um, and it looked like he was one of Arizona State's coaches still with a number of penalties and false starts that they had out there. Um, it literally was just a game where, once again, all of the issues that are still unresolved have come to fruition. Yeah. Um, and Oregon State just had more to play for, and it showed. We're not even two minutes in. We're already getting fire Herm comments. Um, listen, uh, final score, 24 to 10. Oregon State defeats ASU. ASU falls a seven to seven, on, seven and three on the season. Or sorry, now seven and four on the season, five and three in conference. Um, Oregon State finishes undefeated at home and moves to seven and four and now has a shot to win the Pac-12 North, surprisingly, after the Utah yeah. loss. That was the thing that really kind of set the tone for me. I was uh, that was the nail in the coffin in my you know opinion, what in terms you know what of actually like, happened? and this is where we're at today you know what you know what actually happened um I was planning on relaxing today but one of my best friends got broken up with so I had to go console him um so we were drinking oh, at a bar that's why you and just that... don't date people because it's a disaster <laughs> and it set the mood for this um and the commitment issues that I have with Arizona State football um and we were Jane, watching yeah you and I we're... are one of a kind man I get <laughs> it we were watching the Utah um, Oregon game, and after the punt return touchdown to make it twenty-eight to nothing at halftime, um, you know that just kind of set the tone for the rest of the night. And I'm not saying that this was a huge factor, but you can't help but think that the players. This is this is they the problem. Knew. Yeah, obviously they knew, but this is the problem I have a little bit with college football. Is as much as bowls and the integrity of the team helps and means something and winning your conference, what have you. Um, when you realize you don't have a shot at what your top goal is anymore, um, especially after a season like this, it's kind of hard to play. I don't know. It is. It is, especially when you were so highly 
looked upon before the season you were anticipated to do so much and then you get out there and what you're able to do and bring to fruition is not what's expected and the weird thing about this is it's not no I don't want to say weird the thing about it is it's not coming down to the players who uh, are the seniors out there for the most part because you know you look at the guys like Chase Lucas and Jack Jones and, you know, the ones that everyone was talking about. And they're, for the most part, getting the job done, along with all the linebackers and stuff. You know, the defensive side of the ball looks good. It's the offense, and that was always going to be the question. But, you know, after last year, and I know I get it, last year was a short year, um, but they were all true freshmen. They all got playing time in terms of the receivers. And I thought that they all showed way more hope, potential, expectation, um they're just more to look forward to than what they've done this year it's just been a very lackluster year in terms of offense and what they've able to been able to produce and especially when you look at the defense that they had this year this was the defense that you would have wanted to have that would have carried you all the way golf season yes anything else injected into my veins because i'm sick of it um i'm sick of watching this um frankly I I don't know if it's time to say it, but what is Herm Edwards' contract buyout? Because there is this this team. It's the if this stuff that has been a problem earlier in the year is reemerging consistently. I mean, no other team have I ever seen watching college football in my entire life have had so many consecutive false starts. And what, what I mean by consecutive is back-to-back plays. It's yeah. like four or five times this year. It's incredible. And what I tweeted this earlier tonight, but. The, the epitome of this team was they call a timeout in the second quarter. And then and they, they get a, come out with a false start. That's That should never happen. You know the snap count. You know what you're doing. This team isn't connected. There's, As I said, fast forward three months from now, and we hear about some stuff that was going on in the program. Maybe. I don't know if there's even going to be anything. I don't even um, think it's going to be three months. Yeah. I, I, I bet we I mean, look. I bet we look back at these games and say, oh, okay, that makes a little bit more sense. It's a little dude, bit more excusable now. Realistically, think about it like this. Final game of the regular season is a week from – we'll be done with it in a week from where we're at right now. It's already going to be in the past. We'll have done our post-game show because it's a 2 p.m. kickoff time. Yeah. Thank God no no more of this late shit. Uh, more than likely, we will wake up to find out the fate of what's happening with ASU yeah. football. Um, so sure. pretty much in eight days, you guys are all going to have your answer in terms of what's happening. Um, I – have been saying this all along. I don't think Herm's going to get fired. I think what you're going to see is it's going to be a, some sort of a mutual parting of ways. Um, I, I don't think that there's going to end out end up being some sort of a contract buyout. And I, I feel like this is all going to be done very much in a way uh, that tries to keep both Herm and Ray Anderson's image looking as squeaky clean as they can. Obviously, they're going to want that. Um, but, you know... I think that that what ends up happening uh, in terms of if he parts ways with the program uh, on his own versus if he gets fired and there has to be a payout, um, I think it's going to be huge in terms of who is able to come in and step in as the next head coach and what staff they can bring in. Yeah. The thing for me, I'm not like, I'm not saying like the false starts and everything is strictly on the coaching staff. It's just something I want to point out. Um, It could just be, the buy-in, but again, that goes back to coaching of the players and team chemistry. Because I mean, JD Five was so frustrated out there during the fall starts, and yeah, he's had a, he's had a bad season. Let's just, there's no other way to yeah. put it. Um, he's, but I don't think I mean, uh, 
EST YouTube in the chat said, sad to say, but I think JD5 looks like he regressed. I don't, I'm not sure if it's the regression thing. I think a lot of it is mental because you're talking about a guy who I've talked about this before, who came out just absolutely firing all cylinders his freshman year. Um, you know how composed he is. You know what type of dude he is. You know what you're going to get game in and game out. Um, mm-hmm. And then the COVID thing kind of j- jumbled some stuff up. And then he comes out in the, his junior year where he has a potential to go to the draft if he plays well enough. Um, and he still probably can, but uh, comes into his junior year and, ha- and struggles. I mean, he's, he's tripled his interception output um, in his career yeah. in just this one season. So, I don't know. I think a lot of it's mental. Um, I mean, the tools are still there. The kid is unbelievably elusive. Um, you saw that great, great pass to Rashad White in the first half. Um, yeah. Which was almost, the I think, the only deep ball they completed the entire game. But he still has talent. I don't think he's, like, regressed, so to speak. I think a lot of it's just the the culture around this team. It's hard to win when you're when you're dealing with a different receiving core every single night. Well, different receiving core, you have to think about also, and I, I brought this up too on Twitter, uh, the changes to the offensive line specifically yeah. in the last Consistent two weeks. Consistent changes. Gonna, yes, that's going to impact it too. And I mean, you have to think back because historically the offensive line has been a huge issue for Arizona State in terms of getting things going. And that started with Todd Graham and his incoming inability to recruit past the JUCO players. As soon as they were out and they were done with Erickson's guys, they had no line and they couldn't recruit a line. And Herm Edwards really is just getting through recovering, uh, you know, those open holes that were left for so long when Todd Graham was gone in terms of an offensive line. So uh, I think if you look at uh, the opportunities that are and are not provided, especially with uh, the two big losses that they're dealing with right now, um, I feel like there's some sort of disconnect going on with them and there has been all year. Yeah. Uh, that's where all this, the penalties, the root of and heart of the penalties really stem from. And don't get me wrong. I know that Ricky Pierce all had one tonight as a false start. There were a couple of weird ones. Yeah. Um, Chase, Chase, Chase consistently, has had one also. Consistent, yes. Consistently throughout the year, though, the penalties, the bulk of the penalties have come from veteran players on that offensive yeah. line. So something to me says that it's just not gelling. But I just cannot shake the feeling. And I know I've kind of been talking here for – a minute and going on a rant, but after <laughs> well, tonight's hey. game, I mean, I, I just, Hey, <laughs> all right. It's time for an it's lit with Brit. You know, after tonight's game, I just, I cannot seem to shake the feeling that these guys just have known the entire time that they're not coming back or that the outcome after this season is not going to be good. Um, it's not looked good from the start of the season. Things have been a little bit weird. Uh, you know, I was saying it after, and this was before we had even launched with PHNX. Um, after the very first game, I, I believe I shot you a text and said, Jaden Daniels just does not look like himself. And I am concerned about him this year. And it's one of those things where he really has just kind of continued to struggle. And like, like I was saying, I don't think it all comes down to him. Like you were saying as well, you know, I think a lot of it is just that mental aspect, but also the pieces around him that are and aren't clicking. Um, but just the, you can't help but feel like there is this cloud just hanging over it. And I don't know if maybe it's just because I, I am able to sense like really weird shit like that easily, but I've felt it every time I'm around ASU football this year. It's just like tense. Yeah. Well, look at the start of the year, we were saying even in their 
close wins. And uh, even after the BYU game, uh, we were talking about how with all of the noise going around this ASU team, how is it possible for these kids to just put their head down and play um, mm-hmm. with all the recruiting stuff? And I don't know. I think you, you've been seeing it in these last couple of weeks. Even again, we don't know the whole story, so I'm not going to say I know something that I don't. But it just seems to me like there is um, a ton of noise going about David. You, yeah, you are right. Even on that deep ball, he did underthrow him. That would have been a touchdown if he. But yeah, it, there's just something off. Uh, I, I'm not. I just you can't diagnose it unless you're on the field. So I'm not even going to try to. Um, but the one I thing mean, that you can I, say I'm is around he's the off. team yeah. a couple times a week normally, and I can't diagnose it nobody that's around them can diagnose it and this is even with me talking to people who have been covering the team for 20 plus years nobody knows what the fuck is going on um and this is something that I've kind of been saying just in terms of uh I I believe I brought this up I want to say two weeks ago before the last home game what's being put out there by the ASU athletic department especially the message that was trying to be sent after Jordan Simone got let go um in terms of you know like we're taking this stance that nothing has been said or done about uh, the coaching staff and nothing's been determined and X, Y, Z. And they're trying to make it sound like there's still a possibility for them to come back. But the output on the field has only continued to look more and more. I, I feel like I phrase that backwards. They're continuing to look like they are less motivated each week when they go out there. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's just yeah, there's not a lot you can say. There's yeah, a disconnect I, between yeah. what's being said and what's being shown, and I feel yeah. like that's all it always is. It's all smoke and mirrors, so nobody has any sort of idea what the fuck's happening. But I don't think it takes a rocket scientist. Don't get me wrong, I don't think it takes a rocket scientist though to look at this program and say there is some major shit going on, and I think we're just minutes away from it all blowing up. Yeah, um, let's get into some stats. I think the biggest thing was time of possession. Um, Oregon State, even though it's not a huge margin, they won the time of possession by about th- from 33 minutes to 27 minutes total. Um, but it just felt like they had the ball in the key positions most of the game. Um, total yards, 325 to 266. Oregon State was the one that did that. They only they won this game by only throwing for 90 yards. So, again, the secondary, even though it didn't really need to do much as they only threw 18 passes, uh, still – did what they needed to um big glaring stat from the I've box looked at score. zero stats the big glaring stat from the box score is Rashad White 15 carries 39 yards uh just wasn't working Ooh. tonight you expected it you expected some type and of he knew it oh, he, he needed to slow it. I mean yeah he had to slow down at some point I mean the man I mean, can't he rush said for it in the press conference this week I mean he kind of alluded to it he said like I mean they have BJ Baylor and they know that that ASU has myself and defense is going to be looking at me and our defense is going to be looking at them. So, I mean, they anticipated this, but there were almost just times where it was like they didn't even try to go for a different play or get it into the hands of somebody else. It was just like, you could tell white is tired and I get it. He's a playmaker, but at some point just give it to somebody else for one play, let him get a breather and let Switch it up for the defense sake. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, the, the play calling was a big issue for me tonight, um, especially when they had to settle for a field goal to make it 17-3 to when they tried to throw a, um, a wide receiver screen to Ricky Pearsall instead of running it. We'll talk about um, the two missed field goals, too, later on. Yeah, well, the, I, I think the biggest thing from a play calling perspective that really shows you what you should be doing in situations where you realize your team is better than their team in an area um, was after the block punt, you got momentum. 
Um, and you need to go to a play where you can score. So they run two plays in a row, one with Rashad White. He gains three or four yards to get to the one. And then instead of doing anything cute, um, they went with a power formation. Uh, they put Case Hatch in, 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 the, in the tail, and they had uh, Chip training behind him. You put your specialty guys in specialty situations, and special things happen. Um, but uh, to your point about giving the ball to somebody else, uh, I don't know if Ngata just was banged up a little bit, but he didn't get a single carry tonight. Uh, Chip only had four carries on the night. And he looked good strange. on his carries yeah. for the most part. I mean, I I think his first carry of the night, he carried for like eight or nine yards. Yep. And it was yep. a crucial, I want to say it was like in the red zone, and it was setting them up for, oh, hey, what do you know? One of those two missed field goals that they had because they also have no special teams. And can we talk about how oh, the other thing that really just set the tone for the night was the opening kickoff return when <laughs> the ball popped out before the whistle was blown. And I think all of Every ASU yeah. fan was collectively Listen sitting there, this. shitting the bed, wondering what's happening. This was this was uh, comedic almost. Um, I tuned in um, and I'm watching on the ESPN app, uh, and uh, I'm, everything's fine. And then it buffers right when DJ Taylor returns, the, uh, catches the ball in the return, and then it comes back to, and the ball's on the ground. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Thank God they were able to get that, but. Obviously, uh, didn't didn't mean much. Um, hold on, we got a. I bet on DraftKings for the first time. Lost twenty bucks. Need to start listening to PHNX bets to make my money back. Yes, you do. Um, Monday through Friday at noon. Me and Johnny Venerable. It's some great stuff. And if you want to use the DraftKings sportsbook app and you haven't it, yet, except we probably would have told you to bet on Arizona State in this game because um, the cheese pick said to. I would have told you after the Utah game that to not, but that's just uh that that's hindsight's always twenty twenty. Um, but. Yeah, every day, Monday through Friday on the PHNX Bets. And if you haven't used the DraftKings Sportsbook app, I encourage you to do so. Um, you can download Almost it right now. $5. Oh, tragic. Um, it's okay. I was trying to do like a same game parlay on like five different things. It just didn't yeah. work out. Yeah, that's how it happens. Uh, I had low expectations. <laughs> download it now using that promo code PHNX when you sign up. Bet just $1 on any NFL team to score a point in their game. And if either team in that game does score a point, you get $100 in free bets this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. As Britt talked about, she tried to do a same-game parlay. You can do stuff like that. You can bet on the first touchdown score. Um, Espo and the, some of the Suns crew have been betting on the first uh, basket score in uh, the Suns games. Espo won some nice coin on betting on Jay Crowder three games ago to score the first bucket, and that cashed. Um, those type of bets are just really fun, and there's a lot of really fun props you can bet on on the DraftKings Sportsbook app all the time. That's 21-plus, yeah. Arizona-only, gambling problem called 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Arizona only. Uh, gambling problem called 1-800-NEXT-STEP. I already said that. Um, 21 plus. Yeah. Uh, there's one more thing. See DraftKings. See DraftKings.com. Sportsbook for more details. Sorry, I don't have it in front of me. I usually do. No, but, it's okay. Um, <laughs> I've heard it enough time waiting there you go. for like, the next part of it that yeah. I – um, if I can't ramble it off, I can probably tell you what yeah. you're forgetting. Well, let's let's get to um, a new segment that we've introduced the last couple of weeks. It's the lyric of the game. I'm not going to try to sing today. Um, I'm just not happy enough to sing. I need to be in a joyful mood to hear for my joyous voice to bellow through the mic. Um, it's not going to happen tonight. Um, this one comes from Michael Jackson, definitely in a different context than his song. Um, but it's just bad, bad, really, really bad. I think he's talking about himself in this song. Um, but I'm talking about the Sun Devils. Bad, bad, bad. Not good. Very bad. Not fun. Didn't have fun. Wouldn't recommend. Um, straight up not having a good time watching this game. Um, so that is your lyric of the game brought to you by Shane. Mine. <laughs> oh, man. You don't have to give one. 
I was going to say, it'd probably have to be like swimming pools by Kendrick uh, Lamar because all yeah. I want to do is just drink my feelings away. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was thinking about just finding a song that just said fuck. I couldn't find it. I mean, I could. I could have just pulled any lyric from a, a recent hit probably and found that, but um, I decided <laughs> to go with that. Um, so, yeah, that is a lyric of the game. Um, I don't, know. I don't even I don't have know. a player of the game. For this game, I don't feel like there was Eric Gentry. one single person. Yeah, maybe. I thought Eric Gentry played really well. Um, he, I mean, with the absence of Darren Butler, he obviously needed to set up, step up. He had that huge tackle on the screen pass. Solely um, did okay too. Yeah, Solely played well. Credit. I think the linebacking core was fine, but um, I was thinking this to myself on that on that forty yard touchdown run that basically ended the game. That made it twenty four to ten on fourth mm-hmm. and one. Um, that's a play. Uh, I don't know. Scheming wise, I don't know where Darian would have lined up. Sometimes he lines up on the uh, outside when they're in a short yard situation like this. Sometimes he just lines up um, right behind the nose tackle. It just depends on the situation. But that's that. That's a play that you see Butler make all the times. Uh, yeah. All the time. He he can have no tackles in the first quarter, and then the second quarter they need a huge stop on third and one, and he comes flying off the edge and pulls a guy back and hog ties him. I mean, it's. You just can't say speak on how much Tony was missed in this game tonight. Oh, 100%. And, you know, you also have to factor in – and I know Curtis Hodges has not always been the hottest receiver, but he is the team's He's a big body this year. And his law, like his absence was also hugely felt. And, you know, I felt like Tom uh, Thompson had quite a few drops. Again, I just – I really am not fond of seeing him play, and I don't know if he's getting the playing time at this point because they're so banged up with everyone else that he has to play. But he's just – I don't know, man. I just have not – I haven't seen anything from him that made me say, yep, he should be in there. Yeah. Um, yeah to me, know. all I've seen is, yep, makes sense. He left Utah. Yeah, and that just goes again with – the the constant switching in and out of receivers because you haven't really seen much of that uh, uh, many other positions on this ASU team they've stayed relatively healthy for, except for that and the offensive line um, defensive line banged up obviously hope DJ Davidson's all right um, but other than that I mean the corners have had to switch in and out but they don't really lose a step when they come in and out uh, I don't know I think the biggest thing in this game but uh, aside from coming out with your hair on fire and intensity to start the game, which is ASU's problem all the time, um, was capitalizing capitalizing on mistakes or or taking advantage of what the other team was giving you. And this was just two unfortunate situations to be in the same position for. But in, uh, DeAndre Pierce, um, the fumble yeah. recovery that he had when he was out of bounds, as soon as I saw that, I knew that was getting overturned. Yeah, because he that play didn't was gonna establish stand, his presence. Yeah, didn't even come close. Um, and then the dropped interception, um, which didn't end up mattering because of the blocked punt right after. Yeah. Um, it probably helped help the ASU more that he didn't pick that off. But I don't know. It's it's hard to find little bright spots in this game. Uh, hopefully, I just uh, had ter- like a terrible gut feeling. I've been dreading it all day. I almost. Yeah knew that this was going to be the outcome you know just the more the more that time was passing the more things that were happening you know the utah game taking place it just almost felt like it was inevitable yeah um well we got asu basketball to look forward to on wednesday a big game against number nine baylor uh <laughs> you're not excited for that <laughs> that's all my i don't have much of a reaction except for i don't know 
don't know well, how I feel about that. I'm still trying to process this. I mean, loss. My feelings can't prep for basketball. That's a whole nother emotional roller yeah. coaster ride. We'll we'll talk about that near the end of the show. Um, anything else you you saw out there from a good standpoint? Maybe <laughs> you're like, what? <laughs> Anybody have anything positive to say in the chat, guys? Maybe maybe <laughs> we can maybe we can uh, we can uplift each other. It, um, it doesn't have to be about pretty, the game. Um, it can be about me. You can compliment me. That'd be fun, huh? Um, it was a pretty abysmal showing by the offense. Sleepy. Um, defense. Defense did its job. I'm honestly, I want to just keep them all. I want them to come back next year. I'd love yeah. for them to be like seventh year seniors. That'd be so. Uh, but that's so not realistic, and I'm heartbroken for them that the offense can't pull their head out of their ass and get their shit together. The season is over soon. That's a good thing. Very ruggedly yes, Duke, handsome. Very true. Like I wow. said, in just eight days, we'll know if Herm Edwards is returning or not. Hey, Britt, look at that one, huh? Come on now. Oh, yeah. Look at oh, my it. God. I got an upvote, too. Let's go. Um, well, one thing I do want to say, um, one positive I have um, from, schedule, from a scheduling standpoint, something that ASU doesn't really control, um, they play U of A next week. And if they were playing a team that they didn't care about beating, um, you might see a similar showing. But they're at home. They're playing their rival. Um, they hate U of A. U of A is a far less talented team. There shouldn't be any problems with getting up and playing this game as hard as you can, especially with it not only being a huge rivalry game at home, but also the seniors last time at Sun Devil Stadium, last time in Tempe, um, all together. I mean, th- this sh- if, if this team comes out flat against U of A on the last night that they have, um, there's more problems than just uh, motivation. There's, there's more going on. Um, if this team comes out flat next week, I will hands down get on this fucking stream and absolutely like Duke, Andrew Taylor just said, light a new fucking fire and go batshit crazy. You know I am not tired. joking. You know how tired I am? I just reach for my glasses that aren't there to push them up. I'm not oh, wearing glasses. Yeah. It's um, okay. I'm going to stay up all night and then. It. 1211. Go nice. to North Arizona tomorrow. It's going to be a fun day. I'm going to just. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm still a little, I'm still, before we stop talking football, I'm still a little bit worried um, about U of A just because they're definitely going to get up for this game as well. This will be a lot of this, the players on their teams last time playing in Tempe um, and maybe for wearing an Arizona football jersey. Um, at least ASU has that going for them. They are bowl eligible. So. These players will put on an ASU football jersey after um, Arizona, although it might be in El Paso. Um, so that's a plus. You know, I've seen some projections for the Las Vegas Bowl, and I'm actually really, 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 really hoping that they go to the Las Vegas Bowl. I love Las Vegas. Let me go to Vegas and just get uh, there's lost a positive. For a days. There's a positive. Yeah, that's a huge positive. Craps. You know what? I actually would not mind going to the Las Vegas Bowl. Favorite table game, Britt. Uh, blackjack. Yeah, blackjack's close second. My favorite's definitely craps. Craps is so fun. It's See, just so uh, passive. You don't have to do anything. Yeah, and that's the thing. I'm just like, yeah, I don't feel like I have as much control. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I understand that. I don't um, like leaving stuff up to the universe because I feel like I already leave my whole life up to the universe, and it just, just like decides things for me, and it sometimes works out, but sometimes is a complete disaster. So. 
<laughs> I like I like blackjack because I feel like I have a little control of something. <laughs> uh, yeah, that makes sense. I don't make enough money to enjoy Vegas. Yes, I feel that. Um, I set myself I like up. To I go don't to Vegas. But, okay, when I went by myself, mm-hmm. the fights, dude. Well, I shouldn't say by myself. I went with my friends, but I stayed late by myself. And I actually had so much fun in Vegas by myself, just eating and enjoying it without being rushed and like getting to walk around and do touristy shit like a loser. Except I didn't walk. I scootered, but you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. it was scootering fun. Phase. I've, dude, Britain, so, the scootering phase, legendary moment, PHNX history. Dude, oh, also low tone Capone hit on this because I wanted to bring it up. But Joe completely just like Mike Luke, who's our U of A guy. Great uh, stuff, by the way. He's, he does yeah. a great job down there. Um, he but was yes, talking some shit play. about yeah. ASU uh, football and basketball not being relevant at all. And Joe Healy just completely lit him up on Twitter. <laughs> um, and I thought it was funny. But yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's have a little bit of fun. Um, even though me. Um, it's late and that was a miserable game. Maybe we can smile a little bit because before ASU football plays, at least ASU basketball plays the day before, um, Thanksgiving is next week. Um, that's my favorite holiday <laughs> what if i was just straight up like hey brit um what are you uh what are you being for thanksgiving i'm gonna be a lazy do nothing bitch <laughs> i'm gonna be a power ranger and and cause a scene at my family dinner <laughs> um, i always cause a scene in the spirit of thanksgiving um what is your favorite dish and i have another question to ask after this chat feel free to comment what your favorite dish is as well. Let's start a conversation. It's something other than ASU football because I feel like we're all a little bit burnt out. Wait, are we talking like main dish or like do I get to put my whole dish, Any dish. together on a Thanksgiving? Any, anything like, you I'm can think tell of. You Give me the craziest literally. shit you can think okay, of. Okay, so here's my dish because I'm not going to do a typical like, oh, what dish is your favorite? I'm going to put together my Thanksgiving dish for you. So I like myself some like white meat turkey okay. and a ton of mashed potatoes smothered in butter i can pass on the gravy i don't really mess around with gravy that much my aunt makes these really good rolls and so i'll take like three of them because i'm i just like to hoard them or all mm-hmm. like little squirrels and if you don't take them at first they're gone yeah. um and then uh what else do i like what is that um oh pumpkin pie um i don't really like pie so the reason i like pumpkin pie is because i don't like pie crust so it's very mm-hmm. easy for me to like suck the pumpkin down and just leave the pie crust it's so easy um, um speaking of, here one sec speaking of pie crust um when i was in high school i used to get really bad cravings for sweets um and i'd go to albertson's or a grocery store and buy pie crust that just came in like the thing where you put pie in and you bake it and i just eat the pie crust it was so fucking good it, it sounds I, it sounds crazy, but it was so sweet. It was so good. Stuffing no, or like dressing? Whoa! Oh, I love stuffing. Stuffing's my favorite my favorite dish for Thanksgiving. Like I, I will stuffing. I will inject stuffing into my veins. I will mainline um, stuffing while I'm, I'm on like, air. Oh, I like candied yams. Oh yeah, that's an underrated one. That's a slapper. Uh, Nobody makes candied yams. Green bean casserole. Green, green bean casserole. casserole. If, if if I go to a Thanksgiving dinner and they're serving straight green beans and not green bean casserole, I'm throwing a fit and I'm kicking a child. Like <laughs> I need green bean casserole. It's so candy yams, mac and cheese. Stuff yes, is overrated. Bro, I'm about to pop my top right now. No, it's not. You you you're buying store-bought stuffing. Stuffing is incredible. Okay. Before let's not get too heated. Let's talk the second question that I have. We talked about this on the Suns show last night. I was producing the Suns show, and they brought up 
is pumpkin pie overrated? This was my answer before you. Go, Andrew was... Taylor, who's been commenting in this chat, actually uh, sent me the screenshot from that or tagged me in it. I don't mm-hmm. remember which one it was. Yeah, yeah. I saw and that I was like, um, I actually love pumpkin pie. So this um, was my answer. Um, yeah, I used to love pumpkin pie, but I ate so much of that, so much of it that now it's overrated to me. But I understand mm-hmm. why people still enjoy it. I, um, I like more complex That's like me and tequila, now. except I drank too much of it that now I just think of vomiting every time. <laughs> I haven't gotten At least yet. you didn't eat till you got sick. Yeah, I, I have done that oh, before, though. You know, but that was speaking, on Easter. Speaking That's of why uh, I love Thanksgiving. I just eat so much. And you look at me and you probably are like, no, you don't. I'm like, yeah. Um, I, speaking of uh, – we're getting so off track. Speaking of tequila, though, last night on my way home from the office, I was meeting some friends to um, have a couple of drinks with, and I wanted to bring something because I can't drink beer right now. Um, and Oh, yeah, I, Shane's keto, if you guys didn't know. I would, see, I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to be that pretentious guy. Keto um, yeah. keto! Oh my god, ow. Um, anyway, uh, I on my way back from the office, there's a drive-thru liquor store. Or it's a convenience store. Oh my god, I had never done that before. It was amazing. I it was the only thing I was open, so I'm like, why not? It was sweet. It was like oh it wasn't god, like a dr- no. That's where you got it. Okay, well, it doesn't matter now because all of us are of age, but that was where you always would go for like all the underage. Oh, at Jerry's. No, no, Jerry's oh. is the worst place to go if you're in Tempe. But in high school on the west side oh. in Glendale, they never ID'd for anything. That was where really? you went to go get all your underage shit. I um I remember. See, this is just going into one thing over and up, but that's that's that, that's what this is for right now because we don't want to talk ASU football. I remember no, we're just venting session. Right when I turned 21, I um I got my uh like I, I mean I already had my ID, but I like I just turned 21, so I was ready to go um buy beer just because I wanted to buy beer. I'd obviously drinking prior but don't drink if you're underage guys it's really stupid it can mess up your liver bad um but i just wanted to buy beer legally i was getting so stoked about it so i go to a convenience store and i'm already rocking the mustache um this was three years ago i've had this for three years now um and i'm like you're 40 for three years yeah exactly i get there and they don't card me and i'm like what the hell and then i go to dinner that night and they don't card me again and i and like every time my friends get carded and i don't i'm like dude like i'm not their dad I it, hey, I mean, I very frequently do not get carded when I go out. Um, and I don't know if that's a lot of time because I'm always with old people. Bailey says, I guess 2021 20, ASU football leads to talking about underage drinking. Yes, it does. Um, ASU football, ASU sports, I would say. Um, it's Except for triathlon because you can't drink if you're doing a triathlon. Well, you can. Have you ever done a beer mile? Have you heard about that? I don't run, so if it involves anything that has a mile and a knot on my scooter, then it's not happening. You, like, stop every half mile or quarter mile. It's, like, like maybe four miles, and you drink a beer. You're shocking a beer. I've done it once. Holy, it okay, I, if it was one mile, that was enough. Now you just made it four miles, and I have to stop every one mile. That's way too much. <laughs> if I was uh, stopping every quarter mile, I could manage that. Yeah, shout-out AIC Triathlon. We did this earlier in the week. We've been doing this for a couple weeks now. Five natties yeah. in a row. Um it's incredible. I can't even wake up on time five days in a row. So congratulations. Yeah, me either, to man. I'm always here for stuff. Um, okay. Well, ASU drops a uh, crusher in Corvallis, 24 to 10. Falls to 7-4 and four on the year. 5-3 and three in the conference. The Beavers move to 7-4 and four on the year. 5-3 and three in the conference as well. Um, the Beavers have a chance to win back 12 North with a 
Um, obviously a win over Oregon and a Washington State loss. If they beat Oregon and Washington State wins, Washington wins a th- Washington State wins a three way tie, and you could see a Washington State Utah matchup in the Pac-12 championship. I kind of think I'd like that more than anything. Yeah, I don't want to see I don't want to see Oregon and Utah again because it's going to be a revenge game. Um, Oregon will either roll or they'll get blown out again. You just I don't know. <sighs> I don't Anything disagree. Else? No, I mean I would disagree. I think you uh, what you just said in terms of your last statement with Oregon and Utah is very similar to ASU Stanford that 2013 year they played earlier in the season. Stanford blew out ASU early on, and it was pretty much the same thing that we saw when they met in the Pac-12 championship that year. So yeah, I'd rather see them play somebody else. Um, well, guys, it's been a pleasure as always. Uh, tomorrow morning, if you're a big football guy, NFL, we'll talk some college as well. Um, the tailgate with me, the GM Saul Bookman, and Johnny Venerable from the PHNX Cardinals will be live on the YouTube channel at uh, 10 a.m., an hour before kick. Uh, we'll be talking everything from our picks for the this week, um, some stuff that happened today, um, as well as the slate of NFL games that is tomorrow. Um, also, the this week's schedule um, is going to be a little different because of Thanksgiving. Um, we got a PHNX Friendsgiving coming up that I'm stoked for. But we'll definitely be live on Wednesday after the Baylor game. The game starts at 5.30. Uh, we'll also be live on Friday, I believe, to talk U of A. And then obviously mm-hmm. live after the U of A game on Sunday. I believe we'll have an episode coming out on Tuesday for audio and audio only for Thursday for Thanksgiving as well. So keep an eye out for those. If you don't follow the PHNX feed or the PHNX Sun Devils feed on your favorite podcasting platform, please do so and leave a review. If you don't follow Britt, you can follow her right there at Lit with Britt. If you don't follow me on Twitter, you can follow T's. me right there um, at Shane D. If you have Lit with two T's, Britt with two T's, obviously. Um, and you can follow PHNX underscore Sun Devils across all or across Twitter. You can follow PHNX underscore sports across all socials, including YouTube. Leave a like on the video, subscribe, um, comment some stuff, what you guys want to see from us because now that football is gone or I'm acting like it's over already because I'm just I've given up. Once football ends, now that Shane's will, given up on football, what <laughs> else do you want us to cover? There will be uh, more stuff um, to talk about, or more time to talk about stuff. So if you have any ideas, shoot me a DM. My DMs are always open. You can also just comment on the video or anything. Um, as I said, thanks again for joining us. We will be back on Wednesday after the Baylor game. Uh, have a great night. Get some sleep and peace. <laughs>